Welcome to Health and Sisterhood Podcast, where we explore the mystery and wisdom of sister-to-sister relations and how through them we can build healthy relations and deepen relations with ourselves and others. We invite you to tune in and dive in with us through your own lens. Hi, welcome to another episode of Health and Sisterhood. Today's episode is about the cyclical nature of sisterhood. In the last couple of episodes, we've began uh, to intro this season and what sisterhood is about and the relations and the reflection that we want to bring in through this episode and the upcoming episodes on the cyclicality of our relations as sisters and how Marlena and I have seen this be reflected in seasons. And as in every episode, we invite you to be on this journey with us while at the same time filtering through your own experiences, emotions, stories, um, not taking anything that we say as a given, but letting it to transmute through you and find its place and where it serves you best. Okay, let's, uh, let's dive in, shall we? Our... Our intention is to really look at sisterhood through the lens of nature today. And the first thing to really bring into the space is that nature beautifully shows us that it's not stagnant, that it evolves, that there are processes continuously infused within each other. And there's growth and expansion and death. And that creates the cyclicality of the experience that takes place in nature. Yeah, I think for me, this reflection, what it really brought was this sense of acceptance. Because we are nature. We are part of nature. We are not separate from nature. Nature is working in cycles and why wouldn't we and then hence why wouldn't our relationships work in that way too and it just brings a lot of ease I feel into relationships it lowers expectations it just I don't know just understanding hey we're all part of nature that relationships aren't always going to be in the expansion is part of it and it just brings so much more loving kindness into our relationships when we understand that they too are part of nature because we are Mm -hmm. cyclical beings we are i mean it's very easy to see for for the humans like me and anna who have a uterus who bleed um in a cycle so it just makes sense to me personally that we all are cyclical and so are our our relationships as well they continuously evolve. Yeah, and in this um, reflection, kind of coming to to this topic and from this lens, uh, we looked at uh, biomimicry, which is the design and production of materials, structures, and systems that are modeled or biologically um, enticed and the and processes that, that take place between us. And as Marlene mentioned, you know that that shows so beautifully through nature cycles and reflections 
of animals, right? When we look at the moon cycle and what that does to different species, including ourselves as women looking at the moon cycle as a reflection of our bleed cycle, our menstruation cycle, be that of the seasons themselves, whether it's spring when the birds come out and and it's a different form of life that really takes in that season or when winter happens and animals go into into the caves and more of a sleep mode and i think this element when we say also stagnation it may look like stagnation but there is life and expansion and growth happening nevertheless because it is a continuum right that rhythm that happens so what i think that's so perfectly said because we cannot we cannot resist our nature and our nature is cyclical the cycles will unfold whether we want it or not i think what stagnation is is really that resistance of the ego to the cycle to where we are and that can feel stagnant but actually we are like we are going to evolve all the time There's nothing, I mean, every day we get older, there's nothing that we can do against it. Just the mind sometimes is like, no, but I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel what's also, there is, I think we, we tapped into this, you know, this non-attachment. I feel when we practice that in, I mean, with ourselves, we can take the example in how we get old right or how we how our body changes every day or also regarding the the female cycle the more we practice in non-attachment and kind of like this this layer of surrender the more in flow and the more in alignment with the naturality of our cycle we will feel and that applies to relationships as well a relationship will not stay in one season for all its life it's going to evolve and the more we embrace that and see the beauty in all of the stages in all of the seasons the more we can actually enjoy a relationship in any season that it is and see the and witness the beauty of all of them and yeah that's that piece of not attaching and embracing we are nature and it makes things so much easier yeah easier to more easeful i feel like mm. it's not that relationships become easy the experience of them yeah becomes more easeful Right, and, and he, here, just noting what our mind wants to hear, right? How can I make this relationship <laughs> This, Like, as in nature, winter will come and you will have to shovel the snow when it falls, right? <laughs> like, that still will happen when winter arrives. Mm. When harvest comes, we have to pick the fruit. There is, like, this word I want, to, I want to say is labor but also to take it out of the context of work mode but the the labor in which it allows us to reproduce and continuously be in that cyclicality mm. and knowing that 
we tend to also have a pressure around us that I have to do this at this point in time because otherwise, you know, if I look at it linearly, it will not get me to there. But if we start to look at also these seasons, in these seasons as a cyclical ways and in relation, then I know that I will, there will always be space and time for it. Mm. There will always be space and time for us to go deeper. It will be always space and time for us to, to have confrontations and unease and we'll be able to move through them um, and I think that's the piece that's really important here to embody maybe more so than even understand the that this isn't a linear concept that we're presenting or wanting to like digest and I'd say create along with you during the next few episodes understanding that this is cyclicality and even as you will be listening to the episodes on each season noticing what what season you may be in at the time that you're listening to it yeah it's so fascinating i feel that this practice of observation like observing nature and our own cycles can be so so helpful in as you said not necessarily understanding but really allowing it to sink into the body and embody that. And one example that we can use for this non-linearity, like, and I know I'm coming back to it again, but the female cycle, it will be slightly different every time. It will be, sometimes it has more days, sometimes it has less days. For some women, it's like on the dot. And for others, it, it varies over time. And sometimes... You might find yourself that the summer happens sooner or later in the female cycle or that you bleed for longer or less. You know, it's always it's always different. It's always evolving. And that is the same with that aspect of nonlinearity for our relationships. We cannot, and I know that the mind sometimes wants to put them in a box so easily. What we can do is to facilitate that understanding of each season and of each cycle, but we cannot control it necessarily that well. And I also feel that um, similar to this non-linearity, it's also it's not necessarily that the the cycle, the relational cycle that we speak about here in in this podcast, in this um, in this cycle of our podcast. It is not that that is time or defined by time. It's not that we can say, okay, the season of spring takes X amount of days in a relationship or uh, an entire cycle is going to be completed in 365 days. Um, that's not necessarily the case for the sister-to-sister -sister relationship cycle. It's it's going to be fluid and it's going to be different for every every relationship and you might notice as well that or we found this that even within one relationship within one sister to sister dynamic there can be different cycles happening simultaneously just to make it a little bit more complex here <laughs> <laughs> because while it gets to be easy it does not mean it is not complex yeah. <laughs> um, but it can we do have the power of making that complexity more easeful on ourselves by embracing the, that cyclicality, 
being of witness, as Marlena mentioned earlier, noticing when it feels more like we're in flow in whatever season we're in, when does it feel like it's in stagnation, questioning, right, of like when it is feel in stagnation, is it really in stagnation or am I undertaking a certain process within and there are things that are happening at levels that I may not even be aware of and incapable of witnessing because they may be happening on the other side of the relationship. So it's, again, just diving into this container with us around exploring relations through this lens of cyclicality and seasons is part of looking at relationships now in movement. Mm. We've had mentioned in the last couple of episodes the the foundations uh, a lot of i would say theories and and kind of really bringing the mind and now we're bringing in like how to see the movement of these relations and truly through our experiences and yeah and in being in those relations so good (laughs) i just got goosebumps i yeah i that was powerful the movement we mentioned the word stagnation and fluidity a couple of times I wonder if we would like to explore that a little bit more in terms of how Mm -hmm. that can look like how do we how might we know if there is fluidity or stagnation in a relationship Mm -hmm. especially because we say movement right Mm -hmm. movement in the relationship I of course right away traveled to the uh, dance floor (laughs) (laughs) And for that brought in this this visual of of two people dancing together. And no matter how big or large the movements may be, um, by one moving, the other one moves. Whether that's to be closer together, further away from each other, to make room for the other, to be in contact closer, further... There is, and Marlena, you can see me because I'm literally doing this, like my body's beginning to move um, as this, as this takes place. And I think it's much, much more perceptive to believe that when we are at the high of a relationship, when we're at the beginning of a relationship, to take that mm, intensity of the relationship as a immediate definition that we're in fluidity. And when things are harder when we are kind of coming into maybe certain disagreements maybe beginning to see things that we weren't seeing before when we are not seeing eye to eye on things when maybe certain colors are reflected to you that weren't before of the other person of the other woman then it feels like we're in stagnation Mm. Even though I feel like for me that even more so feels like a movement against a wall, right? Like I'm hitting something. But even in that in itself for me, I feel there is a movement. I am leaning forward and I'm not being met there. So I lean back. I move forward. I lean back. Mm. What is it like for you? What comes up for you, Marlena? I think that was... I agree. I was like, I, I had this thought of somebody... And that's not in a relationship, but like an individual who's always in that expansion in action mode, kind of. And that often leads to burnout when there is no consideration for the break and for the breath 
and for the slowing down. And I agree that stagnation within a relationship doesn't mean that it's it's the winter episode. You know, the ones that are a bit darker, the winter season, that is that, that feels a bit darker, a bit colder. That is not stagnation. I feel what stagnation is, is that resistance to accepting what is. And if what is, is winter, then the stagnation comes when we resist, when we don't want to be in winter. And the same goes for all the other seasons as well. And for me, that is more stagnation. And I do feel that stagnate when we do feel something being stagnant within ourselves, that that is a wonderful indicator for where are we called into growth. And if that is happening, if that sense of stagnation is taking place, if that sense of resistance is taking place in a relationship, in a sister-to-sister relationship, I feel that the sisterhood is an incredible space and that's that's what we practice right in sisterhood to bring to to open that up to be vulnerable in that resistance in that oh i don't like where i am right now i don't like what i feel right now in this in this dynamic and to bringing that into the space of sisterhood can be such an incredible facilitator for evolution and for going into that next step so that we don't need to resist anymore that season that we're in, but we can embrace it and we can learn to accept it. That comes up for me with stagnation and fluidity. Because I do feel that also the, the, the stagnant sensation, it's nothing... I know that we smile lovingly about how the mind is resisting right where it is, but it's nothing bad that we are stagnant. It's more of, okay, I notice that this is right now. This is happening. I am noticing this energy leakage. And how, what are my choices right now in this moment? And how, I'm, how, how am I going to choose to be with that? And sisterhood is an incredible space to explore in a safe container to release stagnant, stagnant energy. Mm-hmm sisterhood cyclicality like brings back also the topic you had mentioned earlier was was our cyclicality of our body of our female body in the in that part of our life when when we are bleeding when we are menstruating or those of us who are but cyclically all of us have cycles but maybe on that at a at a different time what I wanted to bring in is this, you know, winter, our our moon phase, the phase when we are bleeding, when there tends to be a lot of resistance towards what may feel or is or is really put up by society as a as stagnation, because we are being called by our body to rest and not to be in the doing. And when we really truly allow ourselves to do that and speaking here from the midst of my cycle mm. uh, and having some very powerful four days of bleeding is like letting that actually release through me allowed for so much inner wisdom to come through what one would say stagnation in not moving in resting in being with myself in not responding to the the needs or the callings of the outside world for what i'm being expected in doing and i feel that 
when we do that also in sisterhood, and I've been lucky that in the last couple of days I had a sister along there with me to be able to uh, honor my bleed and and be part of a ceremony and giving back my blood into the earth was like that ability to step into sisterhood in such a way where there was nothing that was expected of me and in that space seeing the the movement actually take mm. place right so when it's more of a feeling than than my words can really describe right now yeah I feel, I mean, Anna and I, we've been, as we are recording and creating the episodes for this season, we are already starting to imagine our upcoming cycle in the podcast, and I feel it's calling us to speak a bit more about the bleed and stuff like this. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah, and I love that you brought that in, because I, I know that that was present for you, that experience, and it fits beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shall we speak a little bit about the, I mean, we've spoken about some of the seasons already, but maybe like what's ahead, what's going to come in the, in the mm-hmm. next few episodes? Would that feel good to dive into that? Absolutely. Let's step mm-hmm. in. Let's, <laughs> let's step in. Let's step into the cycle. We, just to kind of clarify And to make it a bit easier to understand what we mean by a cycle is really something that goes in a circle. <laughs> it's it's a cycle. Um, and we, for, for this example, we've chosen the cycle of our seasons. So whereas the cycle is the entire process from spring to winter... A season is one part of the cycle. And so the upcoming episodes, we are going to focus on the different seasons and we're going to deep dive into them and sharing with you what we have observed in nature and what we feel applies to the sister-to-sister relations. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I feel really good today in my words. <laughs> uh, I hope you're all also enjoying Marlena's new microphone. I am. <laughs> well, it's new now, but you might not hear it in the next few seasons. <laughs> it's all cyclical. We move through we move through things at the time that they present themselves. And so we've mentioned this already before, but want to reiterate it here, even though we say season, seasons do not have a are not time bound, right? So We will come back to this over and over again. We will um, speak about spring. Spring shows up in a certain way in different parts of the world. Spring shows up differently for each one of us in our female cycle. Longer, shorter, different every time, every woman. It's unique. And the same thing applies when we think of spring as a season of relations. And when we, at a kind of high level, when we speak of spring... As a season of relation, we think of the beginnings, the initiation of a relationship. And this can apply to an initiation of a new relationship, but can be also an initiation of a already existing relationship, but going into another, another level, a deeper level, just a different form, maybe even. 
Um, it's that time when we get to know each other. We get to know the values in which we bring together. Um, and, and it gives us the possibility of defining and maybe even redefining how we want to show up and commit in this relationship. Mm. So much more in the episode. Yeah, so much more. So many more goodies. Yeah, and for the picture, the high-level picture of summer, that is, I mean, you can look at the season, right? And as Anna said, it's different in different places of the world. But what we see in summer is like that blooming, that fire energy and that that um, kind of like the expansion you know and so summer in in sister to sister relations is also it's about this stepping into and living out the intentionality of this relationship and really fully embracing it and loving it and enjoying it and that summer mm. juicy mm -hmm. is what that comes. is juicy <laughs> and as for autumn in in regards to sister-to-sister -sister relations, is a, is a season, as we see in autumn, it's the moment where the days get shorter, nights get longer and cooler, we may still experience an Indian summer somewhere in between, um, but at the same time, there's a lot more of, um, of an unknown of what kind of weather it will be, while at the same time, there's a yearning to preserve the summer, right? So we take the fruits of the summer and we make jams and we make all types of different goodies so that they can keep us through the winter. And the way that we see that reflecting in the sister-to-sister -sister relations is this day-to-day -day and the ability to take that element and of infatuation to some extent that took that happened in the in the summer season and bring it down into into the day-to-day -day rela relationality of it it's where we start to really see both the light and the dark and um and the day and the night of the person the sister that we are with um, and um and it really embraces how we step into this relation as adult-to-adult -adult relations. And moving into winter, that season that a lot of people on this earth don't enjoy so much, which is so sad. And I I mean, I cannot, I can recommend all the episodes that we've created. I love the winter episode very much because winter in our relations, similar to like nature it's getting okay the nights get darker we go more inward we got to do the stuff the things the tasks that can happen inside versus outside and so winter is really in the relational dynamic a season of reflection of going inwards of taking care of the self of resting and kind of like really letting go of any labels that we have created and any projections that we might have created on the other and ourselves within a relationship and coming back to, okay, what actually does feel true? And that requires a process of reflection and that is winter. 
And it's a wonderful, wonderful season to let go and to to enjoy the break, to enjoy the silence. Yeah, I would add to that that if you haven't yet listened, we did an episode on deep rest that deeply reflects actually on the topic of winter and how we embrace winter in our last uh, season. Mm. And so as we come to winter, however long, again, no time bound here, we return to spring. And I say that with a little bit of hesitation because you may or may not go in that exact order (laughs) of seasonality. You may find yourself um, just even so briefly in spring and moving into summer, um, more long in the summer. However, what we've what we have found and our reflection has brought us to is that the healthiness and kind of a regenerative approach to relationships calls for each of these seasons, Mm. right? So that the relationship can continuously even spiral deeper and deeper and hold a possibility of healing both for yourself and the sister and the world outside of you. Would you agree with that, Marlena? Did I make that up? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And maybe just, uh, do you feel complete? Could I give us a prompt to where we end and move into? Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. So as, as not to prolong this, because we're really excited for you to really dive into Mm -hmm. each season much deeper and with a lot of holding and practices and reflections that that we discuss and uh, and move through. Mm, an invitation that we have for you is to reflect on your current sisterhood relations and where do you notice fluidity? You know, and maybe there was a resonance into how we've described it. Maybe there's um, other words or ways that you feel it. Mm. So where, which relation do you notice that in? And which do you maybe notice stagnation? And can you approach those questions also as a witness, as an observer without judgment, with simply giving yourself the space to see? Mm. Right to see to to bring out to actually maybe even activate all of those senses mm. and be of witness and with that you'll also find a link in the episode description to download the soul work which will take that process a little bit further a little bit deeper on experiencing and witnessing cyclicality overall in your day-to-day world, which we're really excited because it includes a meditation and a space for you to, yeah, to take that a little bit deeper and also to notice that cyclicality in your relations and and take stock and reflect on where your relations are. And with that, with that, we are going to close this episode and enter into our embodiment practices that we love doing at the end of all our podcasts 
I'm going to invite you not necessarily to do this when you're driving or when you cannot fully be present with this practice, but to come back to it then later on. And I am going to invite you to find a comfortable position wherever you are seated or lying down. Allow your body to find its position that it wants to stay in for a couple of minutes here. Maybe it wants to wiggle a little bit. And then I'm going to invite you to close your eyes. And take a couple of deep breaths here. Breathing deeply into your belly. And letting that go. And another deep breath. And then allow your breath to naturally unfold. And witness for a moment how your breath is naturally right now. Notice whenever you're breathing in Notice the moment where it switches from breathing in to breathing out. Notice the out-breath. And that transition between the out-breath and the in-breath. And witness this natural cycle that takes place within you without you doing anything. And how it continuously unfolds. Maybe in some of your breath you notice a deeper inhale. Or a deeper exhale. Maybe in some of your breath you notice yourself taking more space, holding your breath. And just witness that without controlling it. And take a moment to truly connect with that cyclical element within you. And then take a moment to observe if you find any other cycles that are taking place inside of you. Any 
Are there places within you where you go through different stages, maybe your heartbeat? Maybe you notice in your uterus as a female being where you are right now in your cycle and just take a moment to witness that. Embracing your natural being, you being nature. And whenever you feel complete with this self observation. Allow your body to move however they want to move. And blink gently your eyes open whenever you feel ready. Thank you so much.